0: Thank you. To 3rd and why My name is Caitlin Brower and I am your host. I'm a little panicky right now because it's not showing up on Twitter and I have no idea why. So <laughs> it says that little check mark is off and it's broadcasting, but apparently it's not on there right now. So I'm going to check it real quick. I have no idea what's going on. So I apologize. So I'm going to post the YouTube link actually on Twitter for everyone to watch. And i Hope you all can tune in there. So thank you for coming to another episode of Third and Wine. I'm so excited. Football is right around the corner. We are in the midst of preseason. And I got to tell you, people, it feels so good. It is amazing. I'm so excited. I can tie for my New York Giants, just really good. And we are getting so close to the 2023 season. But as we are in the midst of preseason, approaching that start date for all of our favorite NFL teams, that means fantasy football is on the horizon for us. And drafts are coming. I did my first draft last night. I feel confident about the team, but I still have two more drafts to come. I'm in three fantasy leagues. I know it's been you know, gaining so much traction over the last couple of years. So I knew I had to do an episode about fantasy football. And I knew I had to bring in one of my favorite people to look at when it's fantasy time. I've worked with him before, so I'm so happy to have him back and collaborating with me. So welcome to the show, Jeff Pratt. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Third and Wine. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience?
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Kalen. I'm Jeff Pratt. Uh, I am a fantasy analyst slash NBA NFL Talking head to an extent for DraftKings. Um, I've been in the fantasy community for quite some time now. I actually got my start in the industry back when I was a sophomore in college, which was back in what, like 2019, 2020, right when the pandemic hit. I um, I was looking for something to do. I majored in journalism, sports communications, and I said, "Let me just create a Twitter account. Let's I love it. fantasy football. <laughs> Let me just create a Twitter account that literally is a." hotline to answer people's questions and it started out with me tweeting a lot and a lot of people saying who is this kid why is he tweeting a hundred times a day he's got like 20 followers I don't know what's going on eventually a couple of great people over at the breakdown which unfortunately is no longer active but Mm -hmm. it was a startup focused on fantasy content and uh, honestly all types of sport content they noticed me they gave me a shot uh, eventually, I became the head of NFL content over there, worked for a couple other sites, got an internship at DraftKings, and then I have since been hired by them to do Love this it. crazy stuff full time. So yeah, so I, I talk about fantasy sports, I write about them, and that's pretty much where we are right now.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. And yes, we met through the breakdown when you were working for them. So the lovely Twitterverse brought us together, which is great. I remember when I had you on the the last podcast that I had is when you first started interning at DraftKings. So I love to see that you're working for them full time (laughs) right now. That's amazing. But it's no surprise to me because you truly, truly know your stuff. So you you mentioned a little bit about kind of, you know, your journey so far, but is there anything else you can add to, you know, how you started creating content, you know, working within, you know, fantasy, gambling, things like that.
1: Sure. So I will say, and I feel like this is the case for a lot of people who go into the sports gambling sphere is they know they had no intention of doing that to to be honest. Right. And, and it's not a knock on it. It's just, you know, I'm coming into college, I'm studying journalism. I'm like, I'm going to be a beat writer. I'm going to go hop on a beat, (laughs) fly around every week, cover an NFL team or an NBA team, uh, I do a lot of basketball content over at DraftKings as well. But when I got offered an internship, I was quickly like, all right, I'm given a platform to state my opinions right. and I don't have to do the hard work of traveling uh, city to city to cover a team. But how I got into you know the sports gambling and, and fantasy sphere and started creating content was I always love to write. And that is yeah. genuinely the best advice I can give someone who is thinking about getting into this space is just get out there and write. You know, there are tons do of sites, yeah. Tons of sites out there. You're not going to get paid anything, but it's an opportunity for you to showcase your work. You yeah. can create your own website and do that. The best way for you to get better as a writer is by doing it and doing it yeah. over and over and over again until you find your specific niche, what you like. And for me, I just threw a ton of stuff at the wall to try to figure out what exactly I liked. Um, you know, focusing on regular sports fantasy sports gambling Mm -hmm. content eventually I settled on this sphere of kind of a combination of all of them and just doing a bunch of different things but for a lot of people you'll find a specific niche you love and you get there by practicing so just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks I'd say
0: now I love your story because it it just it it really relates to me as well you know it's just something talking about football has just been like a part of my life for so long and it one day just like clicked with my like first podcast and it was like, why don't you just like do this? Like go out and talk about it. Like you talk about it internally with family and friends, but now like bring another world into you. And here I am now two podcasts later and a very popular, you know, and it's now Twitter's called X now, but you know, that (laughs) account is popular and it's just something that I've done all the time. And you're right. I mean, I don't get paid for it, but I don't care. I like it. I'm having fun. I've met so many people. I mean, just the amount of people I've had on this podcast alone, but then the opportunity to bring people like you that I've met years ago and I've worked with you already. And now I get to bring you back to me. Like that's so important. So I love your story. I think it's great for the people out there that are kind of like on the edge. Like, should I do it? Like, should I go and write yeah. this? Should I post it? Do it. Absolutely. Do it. Do it. What, do it. The worst thing <laughs> that can happen is you don't
1: like it or it doesn't work out. But And that's cool. if it works out maybe you start a twitter account and five years later you're working for DraftKings. you know see look at that story look at you go
0: i love that all right by the way though
1: i quickly i'm not gonna let you just prop me up and say you have produced what like 700 plus episodes between your two (laughs) podcasts or something like that you are the queen of thank you grinding out content honestly at a rate i remember the first time i came on your podcast i think you guys were on like episode 350 or something like that. I was like, this is an insane mark of consistency right. like that. <laughs> and that's another thing too. You have to, if you're producing one article every like six months and it's great, that's great. But it takes a right. special talent to produce the content that yeah. frequently and still have a, an audience. You need to be ready for the grind. And you are the yeah. perfect example of that. I am <laughs> honestly incredibly impressed.
0: Thank you so much. It's it's just fun for me. So if I can, you know, keep producing this and getting it out there, like that's just a win for me. So I appreciate that feedback, though. Of course. All right. So I have a ton of fantasy questions for you. Obviously, that is our core topic tonight because you are truly an expert. But I did get a question prior to the show from one of my Twitter followers. So I'm going to go ahead. We're going to start with this question. So it's from Goose, a loyal follower and fan of Third and Wine. So thank you, Goose. What is your favorite way to determine a league's draft order? And then that's the first question. And then he wants your thoughts on Garrett Wilson or Devonte Adams.
1: Hmm. Okay, so two well, questions. The, two questions. Sure, two two very different questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> say in terms of how yeah, serious it is. Uh, the the first one, determining your draft order. It's we see so many different things nowadays. Now you know there are a ton of like modules online where you can just plug in all the names and then you can simulate like a race like a horse race or something like that um i think that's fun my favorite type it's not like a specific super specific type but any type of competition if you can get you and your league mates together and you can have a fun competition whether it's i don't know like who can eat the most wings or whatever (laughs) i'm just throwing throwing stuff out there but whoever wins Gets to pick where they're drafting. Whoever comes mm. in second gets to pick. Just any type of competition where you're getting out and having right. fun with your lead mates. It doesn't have to. It can be online. It can be trivia, whatever it is. And then whoever finishes first gets to determine their draft positioning. That, that's what w- uh, my favorite would be because I think you just you get a little bit of angling to see what people where their heads are at as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then Devonte Adams versus Garrett Wilson, uh, of course, an actual. Fantasy football question. Um, and I- <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one's an actual one as well, but I would not strongly, but I'm definitely on the side of Devonte Adams here, okay. by a couple of spots in my ADP rankings. Uh, I would say, you know, Adams. Yes, he's working with a far, far inferior situation at quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know, this is a guy who led the NFL in receiving touchdowns last year. And while Garoppolo is not fantastic, it's not like we're looking at a significant drop-off from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, especially with how Carr played last season. It's not... Some would argue it's an upgrade (laughs) to an extent. Okay, I mean, yeah, Yeah. it's fair. I I, I wouldn't necessarily, but there is at least a conversation to be had there. There's not too
0: much of a difference. I'll agree with you on that. There's not a... Significant yeah. difference.
1: It's not. It's not like you know. It's apples and oranges to an extent. Right. The ceiling that that quarterback gives their team offensively. Right. But Jimmy Garoppolo's greatest strength is his accuracy. And when you have mm. a receiver who's as talented as Devontae Adams, you just have to put the ball in a catchable range. Right. For them. He's, and he's going to get it done. The Raiders are going to be really bad this year. So <laughs> as long as Adams stays on the field, they're going right. to be playing from behind a lot. And they're gonna have to throw the ball quite a bit. Whereas, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, I love Garrett Wilson. I'm not saying he's a bad pick whatsoever. I think he has a sneaky chance if he can stay healthy to, you know, push for top two, top three and leading the league and receiving yards. I won't say number one because Justin Jefferson is in an, his own stratosphere. Same with Cooper yeah. Cup, if he can stay on the field. But Garrett Wilson's gonna be a guy who should have a huge year. I just think it's a bit safer in terms of volume and target share with Devontae.
0: Okay. All right. I love the answer. Again, very detailed. You know what you're talking about. (laughs) So that's it there, people. Garrett Wilson versus Devontae Adams. Heard it here first. So (laughs) Awesome. All right. So moving into the questions that I have uh, for you in regards to fantasy. So I would like, listen, I know my audience loves football. Clearly, that's why they're tapping in every week, every episode on Twitter, things like that. But let's talk to the person that maybe is just starting fantasy because listen I know avid football fans that don't partake in fantasy um like literally my best friend probably one of the biggest giants and football fans I know she didn't start until like a year or two ago like it's not like we think it's popular but some of like the biggest football fans might not be partaking in it so in your rep, like what is your best advice for someone who's just starting like this season (laughs)
1: I'd say it's it's kind of similar to the advice I gave when talking about if you want to start as an analyst you know just throw a bunch of stuff Do at the it. wall and see what you like. Yeah. Right? I mean join a bunch of mock drafts, you know, try half PPR, full PPR, standard, right. 12 team, 10 team, draft out of a bunch of different positions. Mm-hmm. Really not only will that help you see what you like, but it also helps you figure out which strategies you want to implement assuming that right. you do enjoy fantasy if you just if you practice 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 first of all and i say practice 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 this is fun right we're playing it fantasy is sports. it's says
0: to be fun yes yeah. so
1: i'm not saying go out there and you know wake up at 7 a.m and drill <laughs> from 7 to 9 and do 20 20 mock drafts simultaneously from every different position no it, it should be right. fun so do it at your own pace but I would recommend trying as many different styles of drafts and different platforms as you can, just to see what you like.
0: It's great advice for sure, and just and there's so much that you can do, like you said. Like there's so many different types people you can play with, you know, the amount of people, kind of how you draft things, like that. So, and I'm in. I would say two of the ones I'm in are exactly the same, and then I'm in one that's a little bit different. I don't like that one, but it's mainly the draft style. To be honest, it's like a wagering one. I'm not really a fan oh, of sure, that. But
1: sure, sure. It's,
0: it's I don't know why I join it every year, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good group of people. But I just like you find what you like, kind of, and what you don't like. Yeah. So, and for me, I mean, I just started. I mean, I started a while back, but now I'm in three different ones. So it's there you go again. Finding finding what you like. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I will say too, if you decide you're going to go for it and you're actually competing hard, get on Twitter or X as Caitlin said, is it no. is it's now being I don't know called. What the name is. follow, follow the beat writers for your yeah. teams, follow the big guys, Rappaport Schefter, mm-hmm. Diana Rossini. Um, yeah. Everyone in that sphere. Cause they will be tweeting out injury report updates. That's oh, yeah. for the fantasy sphere. I mean, it sounds like a no brainer for us who have right. been around football forever, but if you're, Starting out in fantasy, if you hadn't been playing, you find check out he's injured. Yeah, you gotta check your lineup, set alarms gotcha. to check your yeah. lineups. Check on, your, reminders.
0: I in the London Games. Check your lineups for the oh, London yeah. Games, because I royally screwed myself. <laughs> 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 That's probably yeah. my biggest advice. Set your alarm for the London yeah. game. Yeah. There
1: have been a I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but for the London game, I think it was this last season, a prominent player was hurt no you know what it was i think it was alvin kamara was ruled out right I know before that game so started. many
0: people that got screwed on that one yeah so many people and
1: uh there were like there was so much discourse on fantasy twitter o- yeah. over what to do with that i think the the main conclusion people came is like came away with is you can wake up, like set an alarm to wake up 15 minutes before the <laughs> game it. starts. Check to the check your phone and then see that he's playing, see he's <laughs> not playing, put it back, yeah. put it down, go back to bed. Just make sure you're checking right. your lineups. Don't be the person yes. that doesn't check their lineups and as a result gives their opponent
0: an easy win. They're no there are no We've all been there. So yeah. just get it, get that <laughs> advice early. Just check your lineups. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there are people out there that have been doing it for a very long time, like me and you, many other people probably listening watching right now. What is your advice or sorry, not waiters. your well, you could have advice for them. What is a common mistake that you see like frequent fantasy players uh do?
1: There are a bunch, you know, and then I think it's like
0: the main like the main one. Yeah, the one that bothers you the most.
1: I think the one that bothers me the most is putting too much stock in results from the prior season. I always oh, that's say- that's great.
0: That's a really, yeah. really good take, I think.
1: I always say that recency bias is one hell of a drug. It may be the most detrimental right. mindset to fantasy players and just fans in general, because it can it can really poison your mind, especially right. with narratives, not just in fantasy sports, but in regular sports. A guy goes for 200 yards, two touchdowns, one week, you think he's the best player to ever stop in a football field. I know that's a extremely- hyperbolic, uh, example, but you know, there are people out there who act like that and who will tweet like that as well. Don't be that person who's (laughs) tweeting like crazy, uh, especially off of recency bias, but for fantasy purposes, you know, with that in mind, identifying long lasting trends can be helpful, but writing a guy off for reasons that were out of his control or other situations, just like a one bad, he had one bad year. He got hurt frequently one season. It's not worth it. You know, every new season yeah. prevents an opportunity with different factors to weigh for every single player in the league. It doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady uh, and you're playing with the past for the entirety of your career and then you're with the Bucs, et cetera, and you think every th- single season is the same. There are no. different factors for every single player on every single team in the league that you have to weigh and really reset to an extent. Now there can be guys who are hurt every single year. You want to write them off. There are exceptions to the rule, but for the majority, keep an open mind when you're drafting these
0: guys. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I again, it's it's such a good take. I feel like you're right. Like you could name like the I don't know stupid mistakes. Like oh, you took a quarterback too early. You did something like this, or but I, I think it's you're so right. It's every season is not identical. And we've learned that the past five NFL seasons have been so dramatically different from each other. Another season comes and you're like, I'm sorry, like, I did not expect that. But did you actually not? Because it's been getting weirder every season lately. So I think it's a great point for sure. And I love it because it leads into my next question. So, sure. oh, no, it doesn't lead into my next question. It leads. Oh, no. yeah. You know, actually, it is. <laughs> no. It does. I just have them all listed out, but I'm going to make this the next question. So if you're looking at the list of questions I have for you, this is not.
1: That's fine. I'm not. Let's (laughs) rattle it off.
0: (laughs) Good. Okay. So this goes with exactly ties back to that. Okay. Baker Mayfield was just named starter. Okay. You know, you know, people are going crazy about that. (laughs) There are just Baker Mayfield stands across the world. I have been over it for a very long time. (laughs) Fantasy advice. Do you take him?
1: do I take Baker Mayfield? Not unless I'm in a 32 team league and I need a quarterback, but you which, know,
0: people are going to, Oh my God, they named him the starter. He must be really good. He's got, he's going to take the bus. He's going to do something with the box. Sure. Kind of ignat- you know, what's going, you know, the mindset of people, yeah. you know, the headlines.
1: And it's interesting specifically that he's with Tampa Bay because you look at people could say, Oh, like what Jameis did when he was under center, the thirty thirty club, inaugural member of the 30-30 mm. club. It's not completely different situation. I'm not taking Baker Mayfield in any league unless it's a 32-team league or right. you know, a very deep dynasty league where you need to stash guys, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking strictly redraft here for the 2023 season, a lot would have to go wrong for me to have Baker Mayfield on <laughs> my roster. In fact, yeah, so much would have to go wrong that I can't really fathom what exactly it is. That being said, I do not hate it for the other weapons on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Right. From a fantasy perspective. At least I think it was probably better than Kyle Trask winning the well, job. There again, that's debatable. And the fact I don't that know. it's even the <laughs> I don't fact know that what's better. Deba- sure, sure. <laughs> the fact that it's even a debate is a major knock against baker mayfield i know in its own right but you know the bucks are going to be this is similar situation to the raiders right they're going to be pretty bad this yeah. year uh but that's not the worst thing in the world if you are a fantasy wide receiver because you're going to be playing from behind for a lot if the right. bucks can find a way to be bad but not so atrocious that they need to sit their veterans like chris godwin and mike evans down the stretch let's say you know their division's not fantastic they're still somehow hanging around for for a playoff spot, uh, which seems extremely unlikely. But if they're not as horrible as we're expecting them to be and these guys still have reason to be playing, then they're going to be down in majority of these games. Similar situation yeah. to Devonte Adams to a lesser extent, because Mike Evans and Chris Goblin are not Devonte Adams, but they are too very talented receivers. So I like both of them a lot, especially in their current ADP range. And I like Rashad White. I think we'll get to Rashad white a little bit later when we're talking about some sleepers, but I like the weapons don't like Baker Mayfield. It's (laughs) whatever is going on in Tampa Bay right now. It's a, it's a mess.
0: It's the people that got like, like, you know, knee-jerk reactions to like, oh, my God, sure. well, they, they picked him early. There's still a preseason game left. There's still weeks left. Like, he obviously is doing something good. They're probably – it. it's those people that I'm trying to send a message to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, pay, you can pick Baker Mayfield if you're in my fantasy league. Yeah, if you I lose, know. pick
0: Baker Mayfield. That's, that's what I'll If say. you're in – yeah, the two I have coming up, if you anyone's eyeing up Baker, please take him very <laughs> early and take him early for that fact. Now. Yeah. That's too funny. Um, so I had mentioned before, obviously we've had some like wild, wild NFL seasons. I feel like just in like the last five years, it's been like a completely different. So like, the scripts have been crazy. So many crazy yeah, things yeah. have been happening. I know the NFL like just dropped like something funny about like scripting today, which is funny. I give them props to. That know,
1: was funny. That was a good owning.
0: Video. I give them props to owning us making fun of them. So good for yeah. you guys. NFL marketing. Good job. Um, But is there anything, Different this season that you think will impact, you know, fantasy football or how we should be looking at drafting?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind that's been a little different this year than past seasons is we're really starting to see the running back by committee approach become the strategy yeah. utilized by a majority of teams instead of solely relying on workhorses. You still have teams relying on workhorses, incredibly talented backs, but you have situations now where teams have incredibly talented backs that are younger and they understand, Hey, if we want to push this guy's longevity, mm-hmm. we need to bring in another guy who can take touches and a little bit of the workload off of them. I think we're seeing that with Jacksonville specifically with tank Bigsby and Travis right. Etienne and Etienne himself. It's a, it's a new era for football and the running back position. It's not great for running backs specifically because they are not being valued whatsoever. That's mm-hmm. an entire saga that's been going on right now. It is. Unfortunate, because <laughs> just to sidetrack quickly, right? Running back oh, is, you, do, yeah. you know, the, the most, probably the most dangerous position in all of sports. You are getting in the equivalent of what is it? 10 to 20 car crashes a game yeah. and you are not, they're just, they don't, you're not valued. I By don't want the, 300
0: pound linemen running at me. So
1: I'm no. There. Yeah. And laying me out consistently. If yeah. I get the ball, I know I'm going to be tackled. It's, it's not yeah. like I'm dipping no. and dodging out of tackles no. or potentially getting blindsided. No, I'm going to, I'm going to get hit hard, but yes. A- anyway, to go back to it in the past, I've always, I've o- almost always entered drafts with a mindset or goal of grabbing three running backs in the first four rounds just okay. because there was almost no value later on at that position. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other people weren't necessarily that extreme. Usually two running backs in the first four rounds tended to be the strategy, but I was very adamant that I wanted three. That's not the case anymore. We're finally starting to see value pop up in the, these middle rounds of drafts right. at the running back position and not necessarily oh, in the yeah. later rounds, but, you know, round six to eight, six to nine, there's some value there. There, there are some guys who could be fantasy starters. On your team at the running back position, which gives you more flexibility to take two receivers early, or even you know a quarterback or a tight end, if you want to take Travis Kelsey with a top five pick or Mark Andrews in the first two. People are doing it, so people, yeah, people are doing it. It gives you more flexibility. You don't have to be locked into taking that many running backs early,
0: right? Yeah, that's fair. So speaking of certain positions, uh, let's look at the top ones, you know, as you said, you know, looking at quarterback, wide receiver, running back, who are you avoiding in these three positions? Sure. Um, Baker the Mayfield.
1: Quarterback, okay. Baker Mayfield. Sure. <laughs> hey, I Baker, am. Avo- I'm yeah. certainly avoiding Baker Mayfield. Um, at quarterback, I'm avoiding the duo of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I just don't love the lack of rushing upside okay. that either of those guys provide, especially as the consensus fifth and sixth running or quarterbacks. Okay. Coming off the board. I think that there are guys a little bit later directly below them. Justin Fields, consensus QB six. That's a guy with his rushing upside, could legitimately finish as a top three fantasy quarterback. You know, you got guys like Deshaun Watson. You don't really want to root for for specific reasons, but fantasy wise, he will not be
0: picked in my fantasy yeah yeah. Anywhere, I'm not, so. And I'm not
1: advising to take Deshaun no, know, Watson, but <laughs> you know, guys like him, Anthony Richardson later on, right. who have rushing upside. Those are the quarterbacks you really want to take. You don't want to be spending a a mm. third or fourth round pick on a guy who's not going to be running the ball a ton, unless they're in an yeah. incredibly prolific offense.
0: So. Yeah, I get it. I think it makes sense. I, I definitely more so I've been on the decline for for Joe Burrow, mainly also because the injury ties into it, too. Yeah. I just get a little bit nervous. Um, I do like Justin Herbert, though. I must say I, I've had him recently. I love him did. as a player. Love I
1: do. Player. No,
0: I, I have had him as my fantasy QB, though. And, and I've been, you know, reasonably happy with it. But I now like kind of listening to your detailed like I definitely get it. There was probably some missed opportunities there with that, you know, potential of the run. So.
1: Yeah, and I think Herbert's specifically is a guy that a lot of people are high on, so I'm not yeah. saying he's going to have a bad year per se, I'm just saying I would rather wait around and take Justin Fields, who I think has a higher ceiling sure. than Herbert, just from a fantasy perspective. I think Herbert's going to have a, hopefully this is the, the year for the Chargers, right. we're waiting yeah. for it at some point, and the door is open for him. The NFL is just begging one of these younger guys to come in and To win do MVP something. So yeah. They don't do have something. to keep giving it to Rogers to Pac- and Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. They're just they're begging for someone, whether it's going to be, you know, Trevor Lawrence is very popular. I like the Jaguars a lot for fantasy purposes. Justin Herbert. A lot of people think he's the second or third most talented quarterback in the league. So it's time yeah. for him to start showing it. So I understand if you're high on Herbert. Yeah. I'm just not as intrigued by his, his ADP, I would yeah. say.
0: That's fair. So what about uh, wide receivers and running backs?
1: Sure. Wide receiver. I mean, there are a couple, but the one that really stands out to me is I just, I don't love Cooper cup this year,
0: Oh, but I do love Cooper cup. I know, but I've been, yes, I I understand. I I've been Mm. a, a lover of him and I was so mad. I think it was two seasons ago. Um, I had him like in my queue and like I knew, and and I'm in a league, like full transparency with not everyone that's like fully knowledgeable of everything. So like I come in steal a lot of people, things like that. My sister is in the league with me and she was right before me and she had no idea what she was doing. And she just... swooped him Ah, up and I um and we were doing it remotely so I texted her and I was like you bitch I was like do you even (laughs) know like tell me one thing about Cooper Cup. he wasn't it's not even like she drafted him like best available he was not best available at the time like I knew what I was doing and she was just like oh like I got like uh I swear she listened to the podcast and she was like I got it from you like I knew he was good and I was like god Damn it. Like, well, no. you know, no. pros and cons, like, right. So because at least your,
1: at least your sister is supporting you and listening to your <laughs> no, podcast. That's fair. So that's fair. at least you so give like, me happy, but you're like, come on, really? That's, that's the one you're going to listen to. But that's I tried I to nab him.
0: Yeah. I tried to nab him last night. Uh, he was taken a little bit earlier than I expected. Uh, but I, I, I'm interested to hear your side of it.
1: Sure. Uh, it, it's pretty straightforward logic. Between the injury history and yeah. the probability that the Rams are also going to be pretty bad this year. I feel like we've strictly talked about teams that are going to be pretty bad this year. No, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think there's a good chance he misses time early on in the season. He's already hurt in preseason. And there's a chance that he could be shut down by the time the yeah. fantasy playoffs roll around if the Rams really are as bad as a lot of people expect them to be. So, Cooper Cup's a fantastic receiver. When he's on the field, he's a lock to see double digit targets, which is Something you cannot say for most players in the NFL, probably only him and Justin Jefferson. And then maybe Devontae Adams will see what the rapport between them and uh and Jimmy Garoppolo is. Not even yeah. Jamar Chase is a lock to receive double digit touches because no, he's you know, not. This, yeah. Yeah. He, he's more of a deep play threat. So it's rare. And when he's on the field, it's he's great, but I'm mm-hmm. concerned about how much he's going to be on the field this year, so much so that I'm not willing to spend a bottom half of the first round pick on him.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And then to wrap it up with, you know, who to avoid running backs.
1: Yeah, I'm avoiding two guys that stand out, Damian Pierce and Brees Hall for two different okay. reasons. I'm actually quite high on both of them as players, but specifically like, Damian, yeah. Damian Pierce is a player, whatever it was, led the league in yards after contact last season. The guy mm-hmm. runs really hard. Great player. But I've seen enough from Houston's offensive line to know okay. that it is going to be a struggle. He's, not going, far, going. He's, not, He's going not going far,
0: people. He's not going far. He's not going far,
1: even after <laughs> they did just trade for Josh Jones earlier right. today. So that might yeah. help a little right. bit, but the rest of the line is such a disaster that I'm just yeah. staying away from him. I'm not sure it's worth it. Now, if he starts to slip a little bit, I would consider it.
0: Like and then for on, Brees on, yeah. Hall,
1: yeah. And, and for Brees Hall, I'm just expecting the Jets to be extremely cautious with him for almost the entire regular season. Especially I would be,
0: honestly. Yeah. yeah it's
1: well, You can't mess with you?
0: that. No. Yeah. Why,
1: why would you risk it for a guy you just drafted when you have an established veteran and Dalvin cook who is yeah. near the end of his prime already starting to decline, right. but, but good enough to be a workhorse and they can just run yeah. him into the ground without any future repercussions because that, whereas if you right. risk hurting Brees hall, again, this is a young player you just That's drafted, it. you are hurting You're your done. team. Yeah. So I'm expecting Dalvin cook once he gets into it, as long as his shoulder stays healthy and the rest of his body stays healthy, I yeah. think he's going to see a large share of this workload, at least early on in the season.
0: Yeah. The jets are such an interesting team. Cause like, I feel like 50% is patchwork. There's bringing people in, yeah. filling in spots. <laughs> but then the other half is like a bright future. So they do run the risk of like you, what you just said, like, do they bring in the veterans? Like, do they push them to their extreme or do they look at their future and what do they do with these guys? So they're such a, 50, it's like a, it's like one of those creepy dolls that's like patched together, (laughs) like half of it looks normal. It's like a brand new doll. And the other half like a weird looking kind of thing. So yeah, the
1: other half is like the NFC North from the past and just like, oh, five years. Together. Yeah. It's
0: very... like, oh, I
1: know these players. They were really good. That's brand... you know, they, But now they they're on fantastic. the New York Jets.
0: Like okay, six years ago. Like... Yeah. Now they're in
1: the Jets playing in arguably the toughest division in football. And they got a tough schedule. They got a quarterback <laughs> who is in a new system after being in the same system for the entirety of his right. career. Like the yeah. Jets could be really good and they could be great by the time the postseason rolls around, but they're going to be some growing pains in that offense
0: for sure. Yeah. I think we're, they,
1: we're seeing that in preseason.
0: Yeah. They need to hold on to their seats and really ex- embrace that kind of mentality. Yeah. So, but I don't think they will, but that's okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, All I right. don't think they yeah. will either. I don't no, think they Jets will
0: Jets fans either. are like another level. So they're just
1: that, that coaching staff. I mean, it seems know. like right now the only thing they care about is beating the Broncos down the line with, with the beef yeah. they've got going on. It's just like the there's a lot of uh,
0: – What is it? Yeah. What is it?
1: There's a lot of distractions going on there, not a lot of actual football being focused on, at least the fundamentals of it, which is interesting when you have a guy like Robert Sala, who I am very high on as a football mind, and he seems extremely disciplined. Yeah. And you're like, what is the ship you're running over there? What is Rob? it? Like, what, what's going on?
0: It's like half right. sinking, half on fire. Some of it's kind of okay in the corner yeah. over here, but like it's although a weird the moment, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the moment you bring Aaron Rodgers onto that ship, you lose credibility to an extent. So you know, yeah. What are you gonna do? Because you know he's he's gonna start his own mini cult within the ship you've got going on. It all so, looks a little
0: culty. So so far, yeah, what I've
1: seen, yeah. So, but who no, you knows? People could bring this up when the Jets win the Super Bowl at the end of the year, oh, but I please, doubt it. That's Honestly, doubt it. yeah, I
0: say that all the time. Please, whatever I say, bring it back to me in the future yeah. if it goes against what I said. I love it. Right. That's why you—you
1: you might not even be the best team in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
0: sad to say, but come <laughs> at me. come at me. I don't care. I really, sincerely do not care. <laughs> um, but, oh, my God, it's too funny. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You wanted to dive into this one individual a little bit more. But I want to talk about sleepers. Uh, this is something, obviously, I, I do think a lot of people are, uh, you know, attuned to fantasy, but if, you know, you're getting involved in it the first time, it's, you know, someone you can snag that maybe not everyone's got their eye on. Maybe it's a rookie. Maybe it's someone who's been in the year in the league two to three seasons, or maybe it's someone you can get for a steal later on in the draft. So sleepers are critical to fantasy, and it's so much fun looking at, you know, I think back like a couple of years, like Jacoby Myers, in my opinion, is a huge sleeper, and I got him in a couple of my leagues. I mean, I still like him to this day, so, sure. <laughs> but yeah. um, he was a sleeper back in the day, and I Loved, you know, always saying him and grabbing him. Um, But those, it's just, it's a fun part of this, you know, game that we play here. So again, just looking at top positions, um, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, throw in tight ends if you want, you know, who who are your sleepers this year?
1: Sure. Um, my guy at quarterback, you can't even call him a sleeper anymore is Anthony Richardson. He was nope. my sleeper, but then his ADP skyrocketed once I'm he was still the a little starter. nervous. I'm not picking him.
0: I'm not picking him. <laughs>
1: I get it. I get it. And especially now that his ADP is creeping into the single digits of rounds, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th round, there's more reason for trepidation there, but it's just, I, I can't get over these dual threat quarterbacks, especially, you know, he is a different type of athlete. He really is the closest thing to Cam Newton that the NFL has ever seen, especially with the size and the explosiveness. And he's even quicker than Cam was, probably not as much of a a powerhouse in terms of the actual trucking ability, but the movement for a guy of that size, and he's got a much, much better arm if we're just comparing. Mm. We can throw the Cam Newton comparisons out the window because, (laughs) you know, Anthony Richardson can throw a ball 70 yards and Cam Newton right now probably can't throw it 40. So it's... (laughs) Uh, but you know, it,
0: he's not I, doing I like, much right now. So he's not doing
1: much right now, but Anthony Richardson, uh, he was my guy. I mean, just to okay. continue the dual threat quarterbacks, can he pick it later on? Fine. Whatever. He runs yeah. the ball a little bit. Uh, Quarterback is not really a position I'm looking to get a sleeper at to be my right. guy. You want an established guy, at quarterback. I mean, like, Vers- I, mean,
0: like I think of like backups, obviously. Um, I know some leagues where, you know, you take, you have to have two, that's a type, you have to have two quarterbacks. So maybe a potential yeah. there. So
1: yeah, um, it's yeah. If, you, if, you, if it's a, you're in a two QB league, then you're going to be reaching deeper. And I think
0: awful, by the way, hate those it's, leagues, but
1: it's not for the faint of heart. I would it's say you got to be dug in, to, <laughs> but I I will say too, another sort of sleeper to an extent at the quarterback position in an offense that could be sneakily good this year is Desmond Ritter. They got a lot of weapons to work with. And Atlanta, I just have
0: no faith in Atlanta. I have no trust it, in yeah, them. That's fine. And he, everyone can read my receipts on Twitter. My last podcast, this podcast, i've been high on them i give them the credit because like you said the weapons that they have but what on earth are they doing
1: that's a good Never question doing
0: anything good so i'm, <laughs> I'm done with them They're
1: it's fine. a fair question and They're like done. again R- ritter's not a guy you're targeting as your q1 yeah. but if you're in deeper leagues where you need a second quarterback yeah. don't hate him just because he is working with a ton of really really good weapons uh wide receiver I was ready to talk about this guy now even more so after his running mate in the receiving course just went down. Jerry Judy is hurt. We don't know how bad he was carted off the field earlier. I don't believe we got an update. Caitlin, have you seen anything? I have
0: not seen anything further from just practice today, which
1: Which is not fantastic. Uh... No,
0: it's not. You want to hear that immediate. Like, it's like, I think back to when Joe Burrow got hurt earlier in preseason, like we knew within like the, like the hour, like what was going on everything like that. So, I mean, I just loaded up Twitter. I'm not seeing anything as of right now. Yeah,
1: so with Jared Judy, set to miss sometime, time, whatever right. it is, hopefully we're hoping for a speedy recovery. Even if he gets out on the field, I'm a fan of Cortland Sutton. You can get him in the I do, yeah, to 11th round. Uh, if Russell Wilson is going to revive his career, which you know is a storyline, I think it's so funny <laughs> to see how people flipped on Russell Wilson and right. justifiably so with how cringy the guy is, et cetera, over the past couple of years. But if he's going to have a bounce back <laughs> season with Sean Payton, running things in Denver, Cortland Sutton is a really big target. He's going to play a major role in right. that. It's just simple, simple logic. Uh, not a lot of risk picking up in the ninth, 10th, 11th round, depending on where he falls in your drafts. I like him quite a bit. Sky Moore is someone that people are okay. very high on. I get it. He's young, explosive. These chiefs receivers, everyone's always looking for the next chiefs receiver. And I'm know, not saying right? that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that sky Moore is going to be that guy, but outside of Travis Kelsey, you got a, a lot of uncertainty in their receiving corpse. And he could be a guy who he is very explosive when you get the ball in his hands. Mm. So in the 11th, 12th, 13th round, wherever his ADP is sitting in the double digit rounds, there's a lot of upside there. You're really just looking for upside with these sleepers for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Running back. Um, not a ton of super late sleepers. Tank Bigsby's probably the only double digit running round okay. running back who I really like, just because we know Jacksonville is going to split yeah. touches to an extent, not a crazy amount, but Bigsby's. a I would not have who, thought
0: of him. So I'm, yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Bigsby's a guy who maybe his talent doesn't necessarily jump off the page, but he's right. in what I expect to be a very good offense this year. And he's a guy who the Jaguars want to keep Travis Etienne out of harm's way as much as possible. And that means Bigsby is going to see a ton of goal line touches. And he's also going to see probably anywhere from five to eight carries within the regular run of the game, just to give Etienne a little bit of a break. So when you can get guys who have potential to get seven or eight touches, that could be very efficient because the offense is so good in later rounds. I like that. And if something happens to Travis Etienne, he hasn't been the healthiest throughout his relatively young career. Then you get a running back who's stepping into the fold as the lead guy in a great offense. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one for taking handcuffs, like stressing reaching on handcuffs. I think that is another big mistake that people do make is really stressing taking handcuffs too early. But big B is an example of a guy who similar to, what AJ Dillon was a couple of years ago when he was really bursting okay. on the scene, whereas like you got a really established running back, but he's a little fragile. He's more I like that pass catching though. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bigsby, like AJ Dillon, is a tank. Like they're gonna give yeah. him the ball and just say, "Here, go run through guys. Give Etienne a break. We don't want Etienne to run through ten guys. You go yeah. run through ten guys. That, that's fine. And <laughs> then he'll probably pick up some value. But you know, mid to later round running backs, I like Rashad White. Is the, okay. is the guy. You know, mm-hmm. his ADP is creeping up into the end of the fifth round right now, which I don't love, but when you could get him in the sixth or the seventh, that's where the value really starts to shine yeah. because while the Bucks' offense is going to be horrible, White is a guy who his coaches have expressed confidence that he can be a legitimate three-down back for this team. And volume is king in fantasy football, especially when you're outside the third or fourth round for running backs. You get guys who could see consistent... 200 to 250 touches per game in the fifth round or later, you got to jump on that. So that's yeah. another example why I like Rashad white. I don't necessarily believe in his talent as much as some other people do, but sometimes it doesn't matter if you're that talented, if you're getting the ball 225 times on the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love it. We heard it people sleepers. I hope everyone has their notepads. Take taking notes right <laughs> now. Now, I love it. All right, so moving into more just kind of like overarching fantasy questions. So, what is your favorite type of fantasy league to play in? We mentioned that there's like a million and one. I the one I did last night, you draft a head coach. Like, don't even get me started. Like, it's <laughs> stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, that's that's yeah. how crazy it gets, people. Two quarterbacks, a head coach. Like, it's dumb, dumb. Like, stupid, stupid stuff. There um, are a lot yeah. of a lot
1: of ways to to mix things up for yes. sure.
0: So I don't understand why that's a thing. I don't even remember who I took, to be honest, but <laughs> what is your favorite type to play in? And if you can explain it, just in case there's someone's listening. Sure. That.
1: sure. So Doesn't there really are <clears throat> there are three main types of fantasy mm. football leagues you can be in, which is redraft, which is just focusing on that upcoming season, dynasty, which is year to year, you carry over your rosters. And then my personal favorite. Which is a mix of the both, which is keeper, and you don't find a lot of people who their favorite type of league is keeper. I think I'm. I'm
0: not. I'm in one of those as well.
1: <laughs> I, I, I understand that I'm somewhat in the minority there, and people are really strictly either huge dynasty fans or big redraft fans because they don't love you know roster carrying over. Right. But you sit somewhere in the middle. You get the best of wo- both worlds with keeper leagues. You get a very competitive, deep draft every off season. Yeah. which is not the case in dynasty leagues. And some people in dynasty leagues like that. They really like it's only three rounds. You focus on the rookies, et cetera. That's right. the more important thing. But with keeper, you're keeping anywhere from two to four or five guys in your roster. Or the rest of those players get put back into the pool. You get rewarded for drafting well later on. Cause usually how it works is you get to keep a guy based on when their prior draft position was. So let's say I took, mike williams in the 11th round last year i would get to use my 10th round pick this season to keep him Mm -hmm. and i get rewarded for drafting well right so not only is that the case but it makes everyone in the league more engaged one my main issue with redraft leagues and it's everyone's issue is the bad teams just stop caring later on in the season but when you get to a point when you get to a point in keeper leagues where the trade deadline comes up, if you're a bad team, then you sell your good players, right. to pick up future draft positions. And if you're a good team, it's a combination of, you know, am I still trying to play for the future? I'm ready to go all in for this season. It just creates a, a very intriguing dynamic and motivation yeah. to stay engaged as okay. the season goes on, which is, which is why I love it because I love the redraft aspect of this season is all that matters. I care right. about this season more than anything. But if you're not that good, which can be either because you didn't draft well or you got a lot of unlucky injuries, this allows you to take away the positives, even if they were few and far between from your team and carry them over to the next season, as well as picking up some extra picks. So that's why
0: I like it. Yeah, that's fair. I appreciate the engagement side of it because you're right. Like as soon as you said, like people stop trying. I do have like memories, even from like last season, like you get near the end and people aren't even setting their lineups. Like, yeah.
1: And it's like, frustrating. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's, I totally get it. But I, I guess I never really like looked at it from like an engagement perspective. Cause you're right. Like you can totally screw yourself like for the next year, if you want to continue playing in that league. So I get it. It's still not my favorite, but I get it. Sure, I, understand, that's fine. So. it I know. it.
1: Yeah. And some people don't like how it's a mix between those two things. They want one or the other. And I completely understand that. But I'm just, I'm looking for the best of both worlds. And there are cons to it. Certainly. There are cons to every single fantasy league. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what's the craziest youth thing you've seen during a draft? Whether it's who got picked, when they got picked. I don't know. This is a crazy thing you've seen during a a fantasy draft.
1: There are so many outside of the... Because I can downright... tell
0: you mine, but I will tell you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Line. you it's tell special. me
0: mine.
1: I've got one, I'll say, and then you tell me yours because I, okay. I, I want to hear it. But okay. outside of the – I'm not going to pick like a downright idiotic move because we see that all the time, whether it's an inexperienced player or someone's auto-drafting and they had someone in their queue that they take way earlier than expected. The, the straight-up craziest thing I've seen in drafts from someone who knew what they were doing – and it was crazy, but it was crazy in a chaotic way that I actually enjoyed it, which is someone I knew last season took Travis Kelsey in the first round,
0: Mark mm-hmm. Andrews
1: in the second round, uh, George Kittle in the third round. What? And, what? Then, what? <laughs> and then TJ Hawkinson in the fifth or sixth round. He took like a one or two round break. And his, his mindset was he just wanted to monopolize mm-hmm. all of the, the good tight ends. And then he said – I'm going to trade them to you guys for massive hauls. Everyone's going to be dealing with horrible tight ends. You're going to have to come begging to me. And then no one gave him anywhere near what he was expecting for the oh. tight ends. He was asking for, this was a keeper release, So this guy's asking for, you know, future first round picks for George Kittle. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Why will we give you that? But his, his head was in a very interesting place because I've seen people try to no. monopolize positions before. It never works out. But it is always extremely entertaining and this was the first time it happened to me in a league that I really cared about and it was fascinating to see it play out because this guy ended up he ended up shipping off Hawkinson at one point and that was the one tight end he shouldn't have shipped off because he was so I would incredible have down the stretch
0: kicked this kid's ass so hard. <laughs> what the hell yeah
1: oh it was a lot of people were annoyed, but I was just I was. That's
0: loving. so annoying. It was,
1: it was, it was. It is objectively annoying, but it is also really entertaining to see it play out in real time because week to week, the guys, you know, he's locking in Travis Kelsey, but then he's got to figure out, am I going to flex Mark Andrews or George Kittle? And he made the wrong decision with those starts and sits consistently. So it just completely blew up in his face, but it was, it was crazy in a chaotic, but very entertaining
0: way. Oh, my God. Yeah, so what what was
1: yours? What was yours?
0: Mine's more along the lines of the stupidness. So it was last season. It was going into the 2022 season. Um, Chris Carson had just retired, like, a couple weeks before the NFL, like, before the season. He was uh, right before the season. And that was, like, news, like, national news. So, like, I'm sorry. Like, even if you don't know what's going on, like, you know, like, if you're doing your research, like, sorry, I don't really do it. I just go and draft. Like, I'll take the notes from this episode and go and draft. But, like... Yeah, I, someone took him like early and like, it wasn't a, like, For first of all, the fact that he was in the system is bullshit. I need to call like shit out on like NFL fantasy, like ESPN fantasy. Uh, it's crazy like,
1: though. You scroll down. There oh, are I players know. who've been retired for like five or six years. So, like, still in that here.
0: just like needs to stop. But the sure. fact that in this person, I will admit is not the biggest expert in the world, but this individual n- knows a thing or two about football Kn- knows the fact that that was on social media that was breaking news when chris carson retired like it was a thing and yeah, it
1: was, a and big it was thing.
0: early they drafted him early i want to say like the third round and i just uh, saw it come no. on the screen and i was like no like and i was like <laughs> do i like and no one like was like we had like the chat going on nothing was going on and i'm sitting there like should I like post in the chat? <laughs> but then I was like, do oh, a... I want to call that person out and like ruin their life? Cause like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Like, that oh, it's the, very
1: embarrassing. That
0: is the, right, the worst thing I've ever seen. Like worse overtaking like someone super early or like things that I was just like, and that's like, again, it's a, it's not like a no name person. Like Chris Carson is like, it was, uh, it was news. Like I just, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> yeah. No, and, or, and you just wasted a pick. So now the draft is over. You probably realized it maybe a round later, like right after you did it. And then now you have to scramble for a better running. I just I, I don't know. I just like I couldn't. That was the worst <laughs> one I've ever been through.
1: It's it's tough. And you feel exactly. you feel for the person.
0: I really, just like my extent. heart like sank. And I I wanted to like, should I like privately message the individual and tell them like. <laughs> Do they already know that they fucked up? Like, I just, I don't
1: know. Yeah. And I I will say I've been in situations where not, it hasn't been that bad to an extent, but I've been in like slow drafts with people or the off season where they will take a player who maybe, you know, tore their ACL the day before and they weren't able to. And I'll say, don't be, just don't be a dick, right? Like be, (laughs) be a little bit compassionate Unless this is someone you have pre-existing beef with. Like I if did you not can, say
0: anything. I didn't say That's anything. yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's the right that is realistically the right thing to do. But if you're in a draft where the draft can be paused or it's slower, feel free to reach out and say, Hey, did you mean to hey, do that? Like yeah. have a little bit, be a good league mate. There's gonna be plenty of opportunities to talk shit down the stretch. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. It was more like I felt bad in the moment. Yeah, you know, like, you do feel oh, bad. No, but you're all, like... you're also
1: like, uh, well, they, they're done.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure they were, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the, the moment you take a guy who retired in the third round, your draft is cooked to an extent. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. But then there I, I've also seen people take like when Des Bryant was like, I'm coming back. People took him. I was like, why are you? He's not coming back. Why are you doing he's that? Not... Like, yeah. don't like, just because he tweeted that doesn't mean he's coming back. Why are you taking him? Like, don't do that. <laughs> stop
1: That's just that's just stupid you, if yeah. people want to be stupid that's right. fine
0: yeah that was a dumb yeah. one for sure <laughs> all right well it is that time of the episode where i give my guests the opportunity to whine it out i love it it's third in wine but it's a play on that you get to whine complain about anything you want to so go ahead the mic is yours
1: oh man uh
0: I don't know. It, it can be fantasy.
1: You can complain. Yeah. About that. I'm going to go off of just what what I went on a little bit of a tangent on earlier, which is, you know, fantasy season's coming up. If you're watching this, there's a good chance you are in the fantasy football Twitter community. Do not, there are so many ways you can piss people off in the fantasy football yeah. community, Twitter community. Don't be the engagement baiter who's, you know, posting. Like someone, Nikhil Harry, whenever he signs with the team because he was just cut from the Vikings, Nikhil Harry signs with the team. (laughs) Don't be the people who are posting, oh, I heard Nikhil Harry's like the game changer. He's going to be the jump ball threat. Don't post stupid stuff just to get engagement. Right. If a guy who's not that good has a crazy game and this isn't like – a young guy who hasn't proven it. But if Sammy, whenever Sammy Watkins goes off in week one, because that's all Sammy Watkins that's does. That's
0: all he does. And I have experience that's all he does. It's just week one, he's good. Yeah. That's it. Don't
1: post like his don't post a compilation of his highlights and say Sammy Watkins might for one. seven receptions for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Is he a legitimate wide receiver? Two down the stretch this <laughs> yeah. season. Like, no, no, he's not. Shut up. <laughs> just, I love just it. <laughs> keep it real. Keep it real on <laughs> fantasy. And don't be the person who's posting uh who's your sleeper this year every day. Like to just try to yeah, stop like it's have actual discussions.
0: Yeah.
1: You you'll you'll if you have actual discussions with people and follow the right people, engage with the right people, you're gonna come out of the the situation <laughs> a better, smarter fantasy player. So don't be part of the problem, people. That's, that's just all so, I'll
0: say. <laughs> I love it. No, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Cause you're, and I love the Sammy Watkins example because you're <laughs> absolutely correct. He literally only plays well week one. And I know that from past experiences, literally I think I've had him on like two or three of my teams and that's literally what he's produced for me. So I yeah. will give you guys yeah. that advice as well. Uh, speaking of advice, Jeff, before we wrap up this episode of third and wine, uh, do you have any final advice for people who are entering their drafts, whether it's tonight, in the coming days, the coming weeks. I have one on Sunday, and then I have one the first week in September. So I've got two more left.
1: That's exciting. Um,
0: yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, I, we've covered so much advice. I just say be meticulous with your okay. drafting. As long as long as the clock allows it, there are some leagues that do thirty second clocks. That was my last
0: night. One that's crazy. I was that's, that's, back to back though. I was the 12th pick. So I got to, you go. but then I had to like, know right away. Like, who are you taking right away?
1: <laughs> yeah. But if, if the clock allows you to be a little bit more meticulous, like a minute and a half, yeah. two minutes, if you're going to your draft top. a guy, just click on their profile, check the recent news, make sure they are not hurt or they're in a situation yeah. that doesn't work. Make sure you understand everything that's going on with the player before right. you take them. That's, yeah. that's especially if you're not staying up to date with news as it breaks in the NFL, you have to be yeah. aware because injuries happen every day. So that's just yeah. make sure you're aware. I would say.
0: Yeah. And you like either utilize the queue button, like put people on your queue. Like, I feel like it's an underrated like feature. Like yeah. it's not going to auto draft for you unless you no. make it auto draft. Don't like,
1: leave the draft. Then you'll auto draft. Don't, yeah. don't yeah. leave the draft. <laughs>
0: Cue people up so you can then look back. Okay, I, I mm. liked this person. It's almost like flagging an important yeah. email. That's what queuing someone up is. You're flagging something to take a look at later. So when your guys are going off the board, flag this guy, flag this guy, look at him when you come. And like Jeff said, if you have like a minute, minute and a half, all right, I just queued up these th- four people. Two of them are left. Let me take a look real quick. I'm on the clock now. Let me take a moment. Yeah. So use that feature. Yeah. I feel like people don't use it. Like use it. No, up absolutely. Feature. And also
1: if you are in a draft that actually matters, don't only, and you know about it, you have prior warning of the draft. It's not just when you're hopping in randomly, which is, I don't know why you'd be doing that anyway, but you have, yeah, you have prior notice of the draft, put the draft up on your computer and have your phone to the side. Don't be on the draft on your phone and then leave the draft to do other stuff. You're going to miss picks. You're going to piss people off. Just be have multiple screens. You can multitask, yeah. people. So yeah, just just have be engaged.
0: On. Have it there, yeah. It's if you're
1: engaged for every aspect of fantasy football, it's going to work out for you. It's going to be more enjoyable. So
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, this was absolutely amazing. I know that you definitely helped my audience kind of prep up for fantasy. I took away a couple of people that I will have on my Uh, notepad as I (laughs) enter this weekend and my draft that I have come September. Um, But real quickly before we close tonight, let my audience know where they can follow you.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at by Jeff Pratt. And I think my audio actually cut out here on my ear, so I don't know if I sound weird to you. No, you sound fine. (laughs) Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, You can find me on Twitter at by Jeff Pratt. Uh, I have a YouTube channel just focused on basketball, but we're talking football here, so it doesn't matter. Everything I post content-wise and takes-wise will be on Twitter just at by Jeff Pratt.
0: Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Third and Wine. Thank you. I'm sorry Twitter didn't work tonight, people, but you can always go to YouTube and Facebook. You can also catch me on Instagram. Third and in Wine is also a podcast, which will be loaded within the next 24 hours on all of your favorite podcast outlets: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you go to get your podcast. So I will catch everyone on the next episode of Third and Wine. But happy fantasy football! I'm excited for this, Jeff. Thank Thank you again.
1: Thank you so much.